0: As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Wait till they get a load of me. I'm Spartacus! I am Spartacus! I'm Batman. I am the father. I am Optimus Prime. My name is Bob. James Bob. It's alive! It's a lion. It's a You it shall not pass! Here's Johnny! Some men just want to watch the world burn. I'm only human, Harry! In world. Yeah, wait, 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 wait. Talking movies with, with Brian Lataki and here we go. Here's Brian Lataki. You can do it. Hello, friends, and welcome to Talking Movies. I'm Brian Lataki and today I know who I'm gonna call. Ghostbusters: <sighs> Afterlife. What are you doing here in Somerville anyway? We're completely broke. And our grandfather left us this creepy old farmhouse in the middle of nowhere. Your father wasn't much of a homemaker. He could hardly keep the power on. You're saying he left us nothing? Well, I wouldn't say nothing. What is happening here? Somehow, a town with no fault lines is shaking on a daily basis. Maybe it's the apocalypse. Gon came out here for a reason. Ghostbusters, we're ready to believe you! We're closed. When a single mom and her two kids arrive in a small town, they begin to discover their connection to the original Ghostbusters and the secret legacy their grandfather left behind. Written by Gil Keenan and Jason Reitman and directed by original director Ivan's son, Jason Reitman. Ghostbusters Afterlife stars Carrie Coon as Callie, Paul Rudd as Gary Gruberson, Finn Wolfhard as Trevor, McKenna Grace as Phoebe, Logan Kim as Podcast, Celeste O'Connor as Lucky and features Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray, Ernie Hudson, Annie Potts, Sigourney Weaver, and jk simmons long sitting in development hell we are finally at the point where you can see a ghostbusters film that is associated with the originals in 32 years and boy was i excited to see this movie filmed in and around the areas of calgary and brooks alberta this movie was absolutely on the top of my must-see movies of 2020 and then 2021 but now it's here so how was it in a word good. This movie is one of those sequels that should have been done decades ago, but it was not. We've since lost original Ghostbuster Harold Ramis, whom this movie entirely surrounds. So, Jason Reitman had a long way to go in 124 minutes. So, let's break it down as I normally do. The acting itself was decent, there's nothing to write home about, but really nothing terribly bad. The sets were nice, looking like small-town Alberta, I mean small-town Oklahoma. Now, where this movie starts to go poorly, though, is in its pacing. The first three quarters of this movie were great. There was a lot of character building, the plot advanced, and there was a ton of fan service with nods to the original movies, as well as the real Ghostbusters animated series that ran from 1986 through 1991. And then the movie really hit the gas in the final quarter. The last 30 minutes of this movie went by incredibly quick, and it definitely seems like a lot may have been left on the cutting room floor. This may be one of those movies that we wait for a director's cut, or a sequel, you know, either or. This movie is worth your time if you are a fan of the Ghostbusters or if you want to introduce the new generation to the answer of the question, who are you going to call? Ghostbusters! I give Ghostbusters Afterlife a B. As we approach the holiday season, the parties are creeping in, so why not stand out with a fresh cut in style? The team at Swish Barbershop at 844 St. Mary's Road are ready to line you up and make you look your best. Walk-ins are of course welcome, and you can visit my barber by visiting boybarbernick.com. I've just been handed an urgent news story. Cannonball! Let's get into movie news you can use, and let's start it off with a trailer that broke the internet again. I'm sorry, what was your name again? Dr. Otto Octavius. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, no, seriously, what's your actual name? There are others out there. We need to send them back. So, Scooby-Doo this crap. You know, all this is kinda your mess. I know a couple of magic words myself starting with the word please. Please, Scooby-Doo this crap. What's happening? They're starting to come through and I can't stop him. Spider-Man No Way Home released its second trailer, showing off a little bit more of the villains we can come to expect. We got our first clear looks at Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin, Alfred Molina's Doctor Octopus, as well as Sandman, Electro, and Lizard. Where things start to go into the, let's call it conspiracy theory realm, was in the Brazilian trailer for the same movie. During that trailer, seemingly the lizard is punched by nothing. This just fuels the speculation that both Toby. Maguire and Andrew Garfield, or one or the other, will show up in this movie and help Tom Holland's Peter Parker. Of course, nothing has been confirmed quite yet, but we will find out in a few short weeks as Spider-Man No Way Home releases on December 17th. Now moving on to other things, and by that I mean more things from Marvel. While appearing on Jimmy Kimmel Live, Michael Keaton has confirmed that he is currently shooting something as the Vulture. Keaton had explained that he doesn't quite understand the mythology of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but did say that he was shooting things tomorrow. He said, quote, I'm shooting tomorrow, I'm shooting vulture stuff. As Kimmel tried to press to see what was going on, his response again was vulture stuff. world's changing. It's time we change too. It's not entirely clear what program he is shooting for, or if he is the sixth member of the Sinister Six that we will see in Spider-Man No Way Home. And speaking of Spider-Man, Tom Holland has said he's not certain if he will continue to play the role. While he remains on the fence, producer Amy Pascal has come out to say that she will not make another Spider-Man movie without Tom Holland. Her quote being, I've talked to him about doing like 100 more. I'm never going to make Spider-Man movies without him. Are you kidding? me? Of course, with the multiverse happening, Spider-Man could easily be recast for the fourth time but when you have someone as perfect as Tom Holland, why would you even want to? Continuing with Marvel, according to Deadline, Kevin Feige began by praising Scarlett Johansson for her talent, vision, intelligence, and savvy before hinting at a top-secret Marvel Studios project working alongside Johansson herself. According to the report, this project has nothing to do with the Black Widow character Natasha Romanoff. Kevin Feige said, quote, Scarlett has lent her talent and star power to the Marvel Cinematic Universe for over a decade. That she's chosen to play a key part in it for so many years, I'm extremely grateful for. Working with her has truly been one of the most memorable and rewarding collaborations of my career. As a fan, this makes me extremely happy to know they're getting along following the lawsuit waged by Scarlett Johansson towards Disney and the release of Black Widow on Disney+. Oh, I almost forgot. To make the clubhouse appear, we get to say the magic words. Miska! Muska, Mickey Mouse. With it still being a secret, my guess is that this is the new Black Widow, but this time starring Elena Belova as played by Florence Pugh. In Marvel casting, Delroy Lindo is in final negotiations to join the cast of the Blade reboot. Lindo, who previously starred in Get Shorty to Five Bloods and The Core, is joining Mahershala Ali on the reboot, which production kicks off in the late 2022. Marvel Vice President of Development Nate Moore also spent this past weekend eliminating any thoughts of T'Challa being recast in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Wakanda forever! He said, quote, I'm not hedging my bets. I'm being quite honest. You will not see T'Challa in the MCU 616 universe. He continued by saying we couldn't do it. I will say that when Chad passed, it was a real conversation we had with Kugler about what do we do? And it was a fast conversation. It wasn't weeks. It was minutes of we have to figure out how to move this franchise on without that character because I think we all feel so much of T'Challa in the MCU on the screen, not in comics, is tied to Chadwick's performance. He did go on to clarify, at no point did we consider recasting. In other projects, the Train to Busan remake has officially had its title released. The American remake will be titled Last Train to New York, which gives us a hint on what we can expect in the upcoming remake. No other details were released, but considering that the train from Seoul to Busan takes about three hours, a similar route in the United States means our heroes could be traveling from Washington, D.C. or Boston, which actually takes four hours. It was also released that Indonesian director Timo Jajanto will be stepping into the director's seat, which is a great fit as he's the horror director behind films like The Night Comes for Us and May the Devil Take You. Jonah Hill has signed on to play Jerry Garcia in Martin Scorsese's upcoming project surrounding the Grateful Dead. The project is being written by Scott Alexander and Larry Karaszewski, who wrote American Crime Story The People vs. O.J. Simpson. In the rumor mill, Vin Diesel is not giving up the Riddick franchise easy. He continues to soldier on toward Riddick 4 Furia. And confirmed over this past weekend via social media that part of the script has been completed. He said, quote, incredible meeting today. Thanks, team, you know who you are. Let's just say Furia may be closer than you think. As of now, Diesel is busy wrapping up the Fast and Furious franchise with two more movies, so we'll have to wait to see whether Riddick 4 Furia ends up happening before or after we see the end of Dominic Toretto. Meanwhile, another project that seems to be on its path is the upcoming reboot of The Scorpion King from Dwayne the Rock Johnson and is producing part partner Hiram Garcia. Garcia was recently interviewed by the folks at Screen Rant who asked him about the project and he confirmed that it is still in the works. He said, "Quote, Universal had come to us and really wanted to figure out how we can open up that world again. So we've been having a lot of fun figuring out how we want to crack that. But that is in the works. We're looking at bringing a Scorpion King world back to life. When the project was first announced, it was said to be a contemporary take set in modern times with someone else stepping into the role as Johnson has said he will not be reprising his role of the Scorpion King in the film. the Scorpion King and his army were defeated and driven deep into the sacred desert of Amsher. In the world of Star Wars, Natasha Liu Bordizzo has signed on to play Sabine Wren in the upcoming Ahsoka series. Sabine Wren was a Mandalorian warrior who was first introduced in the Star Wars Rebels animated series. The project is being written by Dave Filoni, who will executive produce alongside Jon Favreau. Rosario Dawson will reprise her role of Ahsoka Tano, which will also feature the return of Hayden Christensen as Anakin Skywalker. According to Variety, an Earthworm Jim animated TV series is currently in development. Earthworm, 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 with Interplay Entertainment Corp. in charge of the project. According to the report from Variety, Earthworm Jim would follow the adventures of the titular Jim, a worm in a futuristic robot suit who fights evildoers. The series will also bring in new characters as they navigate the galaxy, where each planet is home to a race of anthropomorphic animals. Jim's ultimate quest is to find his true home among the stars, a near-mythical planet called Earth. The first Earthworm Jim video game was released on the Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo back in 1990. It featured characters like Bob the Killer Goldfish, Evil the Cat, Peter Puppy, Billy the Bin, Psycho, Princess What's-Her-Name, amongst others. An animated series was done in 1995 with The Simpsons' Dan Castellaneta voicing the Earthworm Jim character. And finally, we end on the news that everyone's favorite game show host, LeVar Burton, has found a new home. Despite not being chosen to be the host of Jeopardy! taking over for the late Alex Trebek, Burton has signed on with E1 Entertainment to develop a game show based on the classic board game Trivial Pursuit. Lavar Burton will host the Trivial Pursuit game show as well as executive produce the project. That is it for this episode of Talking Movies. Follow me on social media at Talking Movies PC and download full-length episodes on all of your favorite podcast platforms. And as always, dude, your grandfather was a legend. You could literally be anything—an influencer or a DJ.